Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today we ask, is Erling Haaland the most impactful signing in Premier League history after he broke the single-season goals record? We react to Leeds manager Sam Allardyce saying that there isn't another manager who has a better knowledge of football than him. And are Real Madrid really a bigger draw than any Premier League club? As Jude Bellingham is reportedly in talks to join the Spanish giants. Now, did I hear you telling producer Luke, oh, I've been up since four yes. and I couldn't get back to sleep and, and I'm not notes. feeling yes. myself? I, I am. Too much MSG in Chinese food, I think. Oh, really? The outcome, yes. Right, okay. Moral of the story, yes. Well, Was your it, old pal, well, our old boss, Lee Clayton's invited you and I to lunch, so you better, better get ready for that. Yes, indeed he has. That's what I'm, I'm, that's what I'm going to lay it on thick about how sick I am so I can bunk off and not go. <laughs> After insisting that I was invited when I wasn't invited in you the first place. You insisted you were going, so you are going. I can I can tell you that. Well, um, uh, I know you will rise to the occasion for the next four hours, uh, three hours, four hours to the next three hours this morning. Feels like four sometimes. Uh, as we set about it all on TalkSport. I've got to say to you, I was saying to producer Luke this morning, Simon, goes on and on and on this season with no shortage of talking points. Yep. Um, at Leeds United, Big Sam is in. We get the first interview yesterday. I want to thank Sam for doing that for us because he has a love of this place uh, and great affiliation to talk sport and we're grateful to him for that. Javi Gracia, meantime, has revealed that he got binned on his 53rd birthday. How nice was that? <laughs> now, did you did you not sack the old Palace manager yeah, on I, their birthdays? I, 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 Trevor. I sacked Trevor on his birthday. Went down to sack him. You terrorised that man. No, 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 absolutely not. I looked after him. It just didn't work out. Trevor Francis. Trevor Francis. Yes, I sacked him on his birthday. I went down and said, "Listen, Trevor, it's not working out." He said, "But it's my birthday." I said, "Well, I'll, I'll put the P forty five in the birthday card that I'm going to send you later on." Then that was my little smart ass observation afterwards. <laughs> that was just no emotion due to the no. fact that it was his birthday. There's no emotion. Football managers get it priced in. They expect it, and at the end of the day, they get paid, don't they? Well, you might have waited. Can you know, just all right. I didn't realise. Have birthday. a good birthday, but I, I do need to see you tomorrow. No, no, no. The be- even the better one was Peter Taylor was going through his evaluation with Ray Graydon, who was the League Managers Association. So Ray Graydon was sitting outside his office, who was the head of the LMA, going in for the yearly review of managers. And I said to him, don't bother. <laughs> I'm going to go in first. I'm going to give him a review. <laughs> See, I always knew you took a personal glee Absolutely. in these moments. Absolutely. Oh, it's a lovely morning. Look at that. Uh, the sun is shining. Incidentally, a sight. Yes. Um, Erling Haaland, I watched it last night. Open mouth as everybody has been since... Uh, 
this fella set foot on these shores. Erling Haaland has now scored the most goals in a single Premier League season. Uh, 35 of them. You got Beauty, the second in Manchester City's 3-0 defeat of West Ham last night. Simon, has there been a more impactful Premier League signing than Haaland? I'm sure we can pick ones out and find out ones that have been incredibly influential. But from a goal-scoring position, um, it's difficult to argue that there's anyone... Because he's just set a record. The fact of the matter is, Manchester City have won the league repeatedly and endlessly without him. So all he's done is come in and supplement Man City and made this remarkable contribution of a load of goals that would have been redistributed amongst the team probably anyway with the with the, the scenario of what Man City bring bring to the fore as a matter of course. Look, I mean, he's a, he's a great scorer, great goal scorer, playing in a remarkably dominant side that creates scoring opportunities for fun. So when you look at the previous records of people like Shearer, I'm not entirely sure that they played in sides that were quite as good as Man City and quite as dominant as Man City. So whilst I give a huge amount of, of respect to Erling Haaland, he's 22 years of age, he's a remarkable specimen, playing in a different era of football where defenders can't defend anymore, can't tackle, and it's all set up for offensive outcomes because that's the way football's been changed. If you look at the goals per game ratio in modern day football against the goals per game ratio back in the day when, when Shearer and Cole were scoring games, I bet you'll see a difference because the way that football's been set up differently now is more about offensive play than defensive play. So you're saying to us, Erling should be grateful that he's doing it, but he's doing it in a Manchester City team, which is super good anyway. Yeah, I mean... He might not have done it anywhere well, else. Well, let's see if Tottenham had signed him. Let's see if he'd scored that amount of goals in the league for Tottenham and that's why you have to look at Harry Kane's contribution at times and say you wonder I mean I, I would wager you that if you stuck Harry Kane in a Man City side he'd score 30 plus goals uh, in the Premier League in a full season um, or a significant part of it but Erling Haaland is a remarkable specimen they're terrified he terrifies the life out of them these, these defenders and Whilst on one hand we can say, should we be grateful for him being here? And is it great that the Premier League has got him? And is it only the Premier League that could afford to have him? Well, he was bought for 50 million quid. So most of the clubs in the Premier League could have bought him. But the problem was... Yeah, there, but not many could afford his wages. And therein becomes the situation that we you should You said be, maybe 800 grand a Should week. we be grateful for that? No, I most certainly am not grateful for a footballer coming into the Premier League and getting paid the best part of a million pound a week. I think it's outrageous... I think it's wrong for the system of sports. I think the con levels of salaries are just deplorable. But it is where it is. On the playing side, he is a he's a specimen, and, and he's going to get better. Yeah. And he's not just a goal scorer. His link-up play is very good and very intelligent. He's he's an all-round centre forward. He's an all-round wrecking machine of a goal scorer. Yeah, yeah. Erling Haaland what an impact he has made and the thing is he's not finished yet because he's still, still got plenty of time to add to that tally win him the Champions and League and say he's not win him score, start, score goals in the Champions League semi-final yeah. score goals to win the Champions League then you will have done something for Man City that no one previous to, to you has done yeah, Phil Brown's one of a few who's getting in touch. Jim Players, who had a big impact. Cantona. How about Eric Cantona? Yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, you could put him down, but I cannot remember anyone who's got so many goals at such a stage in his career and has opened the eyes worldwide of football fans everywhere. In his debut season, we're all sitting back thinking, jeez, what know, have we but, got but, here? But, but we said this was coming at the beginning of the season. Who said, I didn't think, I thought this was coming. I didn't think that. Not I, with certainty. No oh, way, Simon. Not with certainty. I, I, think, I thought to myself, without putting a number on it, that this guy scores the amount of goals he's scored in Germany. He's coming to a better side that creates scoring opportunities for fun. I'll be surprised if he doesn't score an absolute shed load of goals. And I actually think that I said round about September, October, this guy will score 50, 60 goals. 
You said, give me that again. Oh, we'll need to try and find that. Go find when it. Did you You'll say find that? it somewhere. When did you? Don't, when did you Lukey, say don't be so disparaging. You'll find it somewhere. When did you say it? And what? This I is can't because remember you've been up since 4 a.m. No, I can't remember gone. the exact date and time. But the guy came out of the blocks straight away. I mean, there was a ridicule over him in the charity shield, wasn't it? Because he missed a couple of sitters. Well, then Pep, he just, Pep talked about that yesterday. And yeah, then, and yeah. then he just hit the ground running. But you know, let's get things into context. <laughs> I, I, if you put Harry Kane in that forward line, he'd score 35 goals. Sorry, I know, I know, we got, I know, we got an early Harlan loving this morning, but put, it's not a loving. He scores incredible goals. He does. I mean, incredible goals he as does. well. He's, he's a, a scorer player. of great goals and, and a great scorer of goals. He's a remarkable goal scorer. I so mean, we're the, trying to the, find out. The majority, the majority, so you said what when? I said back at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if this kid scores more than fifty goals this year. Right. Not in the, not in the league, in all the competitions put together. Because tragedy for all of us is Man City are dominant in all the in competitions. So he's going to get yeah. a lot of games. Yeah, it's coming back through the glass. There's absolutely no record of you saying that. Well, we've had this conversation before about what I do and don't say, and eventually we end up agreeing with the fact I did say it. <laughs> oh, that you did say yeah. it. Okay, nothing like a bit of self confidence at ten fifteen. Simon, uh, I would I would doubt that you didn't. Uh, there you go. I I I wouldn't be surprised if you did say it. Certainly, Stefan Johansson uh, said that to me in September as we heard yesterday uh, when he played for Queen's Park Rangers at Millwall watch Erling Haaland he will score 50 plus well yeah he has initials. done that already yeah and he's got the same initials as you yeah that's true um, but Haaland should we be grateful that um, he's here does it add to the Manchester City green eyes campaign the jealous eye campaign I think you, you're a bit guilty of that of course oh it's Manchester City of course and they can pay his wages but why, why would, they've got, they've got uh, quality all over the pitch why so does, could he have done it anywhere what, else why does stating a fact and pointing at it and saying that is a fact then constitute green eyes Man City and their business is their business because someone doesn't sit there foying over them or cloying over everything they do and bowing at their feet doesn't mean they've got green eyes this guy chose to play for Man City at yeah. 51 million pounds with due respect a lot of other football clubs could have afforded him and also could have afforded his wages because they would have expected to pay 100 million for him so they'd phone the other 50 at his wages like Man City have done yeah. and produced this horrendous outcome the of paying is, a football this amount of money you're adding a bunch of caveats to what Erling has achieved if Erling was English you'd yeah. be like oh this is one of the greatest things we've ever seen well given the fact that my favourite player of all time was John Robinson who was Scottish it makes bugger all difference to me given my second favourite was George right. Best yeah. who was Irish makes no difference to me whether he's English Irish per, per, Peruvian yes. per, 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 Peruvian <laughs> or Namibian I couldn't care less as long I'm as he's a good player at 10.17 this morning John Robertson is still Scottish but I'll put it out there has there been a more impactful Premier League signing uh, Cantona's getting a mention but for me Haaland out on his own Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Uh, so many of you coming in off the back of uh, the question I asked as we went into the, the last break. Has there been a more impactful Premier League signing than the, the Norwegian now at Manchester City, Erling Haaland, uh, Rory, a Borough fan in southwest London? All right, Rory. In Golo Kante, he was a huge influence uh, in, in terms of what happened after that, back-to-back title winning 
winning seasons. Andy Cole gets a mention. I spoke to Andy briefly this morning. Scored 34 goals without any penalties. I agree with Simon. Defending is so much harder today uh, as well. That's Marco the Mank. Um, and uh, as I said earlier on, uh, there's one no name on this one. Jim Halland is not just a scorer of great goals. He, he's a great scorer of goals. Mostly six-yard tap-ins. But then when he does his spectacular, he does the spectacular. And that was pretty darn spectacular last night when he dinked it over the outrushing Fabianski. Mike from uh, Fleetwood is also saying to us, yeah, Haaland uh, has just been a godsend in terms of uh, what he's done. You can keep letting us know uh, what you think. Simon usually speaks sense, but there's no way that Kane scores the same amount of goals as Haaland would do. Oh, I like this. I like this. Who's this? Ryan. Oh, I think we know Ryan. Uh, Kane doesn't have the same pace or strength as Haaland to get behind defences to score the same amount of goals Typical English buy, Simon. Kane's a bit of a bottle job when it actually matters, says Ryan. Mm. That's you told, isn't it? That's you told, well, Mister. I, don't, I, I don't, predict I, he'll I, score fifty I think plus. He would, um, given the fact, given them, how many how many goals he scored a season for Tottenham? Twenty six, twenty seven average. Um, so with that in mind, it's not a reach, is it? Given the side, Manchester City create more chances, have more possession, play better football than Tottenham, and win the league. I don't think it's a difficult. Uh, analysis to say that he might score 25% more goals I don't think that's a difficult reach do you? Okay and we heard earlier from the Norwegian uh, national manager Stal Solbakken in saying yeah and if anyone's going to break that record it will be Erling himself Uh, all of Norway proud of Erling Haaland says Solbakken this morning Erling if you're listening my goodness me your head must be out to there this morning but so it should be you've been magnificent and it's way far from over yet not anywhere near it Uh, Big Sam We had the first interview yesterday morning, Simon, when Sam very kindly spoke to us from his office at the uh, Leeds United training ground. Do English managers still not really get given the same kudos as their European counterparts? Allardyce responded to his critics later in the day by insisting that his knowledge of the game puts him on the same level as some of the Premier League's elite managers. Have a listen to this. Far too many people think that, that I am old and antiquated, which is so far from the truth. I might be 68 and look old. But there's nobody, there's nobody ahead of me in football terms. Not Pep, not, not Klopp, not Arteta. I share it with them. They, 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 they do what they do. I do what, do what I do. But in terms of knowledge and depth of knowledge, I'm up there with them. I'm not saying I'm better than them, but certainly as good as they are. I just wish that sometimes you can get the opportunity that, that you can you can show it, but uh, that's never going to happen for me now, apart from keep Leeds up. And if I stayed at Leeds, this club was big enough to build a team that was going to challenge those boys eventually. That was big, Sam. Mm. Um, I mean, is it true? Do we put them in a box? That them being the likes of Sam, Harry, Warnock, Pulis, do we put them in a box? Or, or you know, do, do, do they have a chip on their shoulder? Not really. Why would you say that? Nine managers in the Premier League are currently English or Scottish um, and managing. So that's 45% of the Premier League is occupied by homegrown managers. Well, when Sean um, Dyche sat right there with us, he said he's been put in a box. Well, because, it does happen. Because people come up, they, they compartmentalise the style of play. And sometimes that's unfair. Eddie Howe's not in a box anymore, is he? He's no. managing the richest club in the world, arguably, in some people's minds. So he's inside that particular outcome and when you listen to I listen to listen to stuff in the past when people like Harry Redknapp used to trot out these little tropes like if Eddie Howe was called Eduardo Suarez he'd be managing a top four side and the reasons why in the past 
English football clubs and English owners have shied away from English managers is because of the attitude and outlook of these English managers that don't work as hard as their counterparts, don't have the same ability to be able to manage up, don't have the same desire to evolve, spend more time reading the racing, racing posts and sometimes just bleed and bone idle and come up with those sort of tropes. That's the reasons why they earned the reputation that they've got. But that's quite that, a sweeping generalisation. That's the reasons why the, in the Mike Bassett film, the, you know, the parody of our English managers, a guy doing a conga, drinking, smoking... Or, you know, flaming martinis and Pele walking in a room because that's what the world thought of English managers and that's what they brought upon themselves. And having employed a lot of English managers, I can attest to the fact that sometimes that's right. But we've now moved on and we have better calibre of English managers. The problem is, is when you take a manager and you stick him in a high-profile job like Chelsea and he fails, because Chelsea have put two English managers in out of the last three. Lampard didn't do the particularly great job, did okay didn't do the greatest job and when the benefit of hindsight you look back over what he did and take the emotion out of it that we all have when he got fired because we all like Frank and you look at it and go yeah maybe that wasn't that great and then you look at Potter you start to unwind your own argument because the previous uh, people in situ at Chelsea were moderately successful and got fired when they were moderately successful the English guys go in there and they don't do it now Sam Allardyce's observation is I don't doubt it's a qualified observation a little bit more qualified than when I first heard it I don't doubt that he has a humongous body of knowledge well, that's great. But the ability to be able to impart that wisdom to teams that can do better and have players that develop and clubs that can win is a very different thing from having the knowledge in the first place. We can all have great deals of knowledge. And again, given that Sam has managed hundreds of games in the Premier League mm -hmm. and been responsible for lots of positive outcomes, he can attribute knowledge as being something akin to those that manage at the top of the league. But he ain't no Klopp. And he ain't no Guardiola. No, and I'm sorry, Sam. I'm a huge fan of yours, and I don't like the the box that you get put in, which is that you're a dinosaur, that you only play one brand of football, that you play an antiquated. Sure, that's at... right. He does get put in a box. Well, he gets put in a box at times. Sure, that's right. They because, do get put in because, a box because 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 people's by certain quarters, not by all quarters, by lazy people looking at it in a lazy way, because they they you know they look at Sam's brand of football. And it started back in the day when Bolton were beating up teams like Arsenal, and people like Arsene Wenger didn't like it, and started to create a narrative around the way that Bolton played and Bolton had to play a certain way against sides like Arsenal because Arsenal were a richer football club with better players that were technically better but that didn't alter the fact that Sam was a progressive manager played to the strengths of the resources that he's got and used all the technology around him to enhance the the lesser fare that he had there's James the Arsenal fan is saying this morning he's a bit deluded Sam Allardyce has only himself to blame a real chip in his shoulder and all focused on not getting relegation rather than winning trophies Martinez got relegated with Wigan but won the FA Cup and look at the jobs he's had since well that's look come on I mean, is it, the, come on the, I mean, is it, there's a point on. in that though I mean the jobs I mean, could, could Sam Dyche well, or Harry well, look, ever manage listen, Belgium but, and Go on and where, where Sam will be disappointed is the timing of opportunities that he took, right? Because Newcastle United would be considered to be in a reasonably decent job, right? And it's on public record that Mike Ashley regrets firing Sam Allardyce as quick as he did. With that in mind, Newcastle opportunities taken away from him. Yeah. Blackburn and West Ham were clubs that were in decline at those times. Sunderland, he comes in and fixes. England, well, he was the architect of his own downfall there. He created a great outcome for Palace. So the jobs that Sam Allardyce was offered were the jobs that were available f to him to take, and each one of them he's done, and done well. The question will abound, why doesn't he get opportunities at the higher end of the division? Well, you know, that is the luck of a dice sometimes. That's, sure. that's all about timing. Sure. But I, I think Sam Allardyce is no doubt a manager worthy of a level of, 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 of recognition and value 
Um, and of course, the knowledge base. I don't know what he's come back. I mean, I sat with Sam in November before he we went to, with, to Qatar with Graham and Sam on, a, on an afternoon thing with uh, talking about managers and owners and so on and so forth. Mm. And Sam was very strident about his views. And Graham was sort of slightly critical about uh, or, or thinking, well, you haven't actually won anything, Sam, which is true. But Sam is a very capable manager, and it's right for him to say that he's got as much education. But I'm sorry, he doesn't operate at their level. Doesn't because okay. there's, there's an X factor. Well, we'll see. There's an X factor with with Guardiola. There is. They've got something different, and that's what they've got, and that's why they are who they are. One hundred percent engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're going to be talking Jude Bellingham to Real Madrid in a second, uh, but there's uh, something of a debate going on in here. Simon Jordan, to my right, uh, absolutely insists that he was the first one to ever suggest that Erling Haaland would score 50-plus goals in a, uh, in a season and certainly uh, beat the Premier League record of uh, 35 and now claims during Nick Ellaby's uh, bulletin read there that he's actually got the evidence to prove it. On you go then. So I don't see why he won't score 40, 50 goals this year if he stays fit. And if he rips it up... So in the words, in the words, that was seven months ago. I don't know, play the whole thing. No, that's... You didn't get to the whole... You're reacting to Stefan Johansson of QPR. If City keep on playing the way they are, then he'll keep on scoring goals. So I don't see why he won't score 40, 50 goals this year if he stays fit. And if he rips it up... So in the the words of the great Bart Simpson, Luke, eat my shorts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there you go. There it was, seven, seven and a half months ago, that video. And I didn't get that. A listener sent it in. (laughs) <laughs> no, but you you said earlier that you were the first to predict. No, it. I you said you were responding to I Stefan Johansson QPR. No, I wasn't. I didn't even know Stefan Johansson was. Yes, you did. No, my fellow countryman this, Erling Haaland was. was this is was a debate between plus. myself and Graham Souness, where I say to Graham, "This kid is such a phenomenon that he'll score 40, 50 goals if he keeps fit." Man City keep playing the way they are. Yeah. So I was right, and you two were wrong. And you've got to stop doing this because it's embarrassing. <laughs> I keep on being right. I hate it. Let me tell you, it's you who should be embarrassed. <laughs> uh, Simon, despite the, the power and riches of the Premier League, does it still lack uh, an ultimate iconography, if you like, and pool of a club like Real Madrid? Will La Liga always have an edge 
over the Premier League. And the reason I say that is that look at it. There's the evidence. Jude Bellingham, Borussia Dortmund, next stop, Real Madrid. Not Manchester City. Not Liverpool. Not Manchester United. Real Madrid. Well, we say that, but if you follow the reporting, it's a long way away from being something that's being done. Um, and what's being done at this moment in time is his representation running around, seeing if they can tick a few boxes to make sure that when they do start this competitive auction around this player, that they've got certain people in the right in the right spaces, because we know that Liverpool have ruled themselves out. Now, it's unarguable. It's unarguable. When we've seen the players that have landed at Madrid over the years, whether David Beckham had run his course at Man United and there was a change-up because Ferguson felt there was a need for Beckham to move on, it's a debate whether Eden Hazard has gone to Real Madrid and never ripped anything up. Is he relevant because he's gone there and chose to go there? Yeah. Gareth Bell obviously left Tottenham and Real Madrid came in and paid a world-record fee at that time, which was wonderful and commendable and so admirable given the fact that Javier Tebes, the head of the Spanish League, runs around telling everybody that it's actually the English Premier League that's causing all the financial problems in world football. I have, a, ha- Having lived in that country for 20 years, you have, to, you have to accept that Real Madrid is a remarkable football club and that it does have this illustrious history, you know. When it's you go, the most iconic club, isn't it, in, I, I, in the world? Well, I don't think it's the most iconic football club because the eyes on the prize probably still look at Man United. If Man United were achieving more in no, the Premier League, no where way, they no do, way. globally, if you look around the world, I think there's an argument to be had that Manchester United still have the minds and hearts Serial of an audience. European Cup winner, Champions League and winners, and therein, Real Madrid. And therein, and therein comes the conundrum that it's difficult to find a way around because not only have you got this legacy of De Stefano and people of that nature playing back in the day, you've got this humongous body of achievement in the Champions League that ultimately sets Madrid out of the ordinary. Then you've got this insertion into the culture of Spain you know, with the nature of this club being the Principality Club yeah. and Madrid being such a cosmopolitan capital in such a beautiful part of the world with such wonderful weather. It's a kind of royal club. So it's all of these things that, look, that, that drag you to it, which is ultimately the lure of the club, its achievements, the climate that you're playing in, the rewards that this football club can pay and the salaries and transfer fees that they will pay. I would ask you, if Madrid weren't able to pay these transfer fees and subsequently Tevez gets his way and they keep on driving down the ability to spend the two big clubs in Spain have had, specifically Barcelona, I wonder if the lure will still be the same. But there is there is no doubt. In the meantime, how could the Premier League, the, the, the elite in the Premier League, uh, Manchester United, of course, are one yeah. of them, uh, Liverpool, one of them, Manchester City with all its wealth, how could they miss out on Bellingham? How could the Premier League well, they- bow to the best in La Liga, Real Madrid, by coming in and getting them? Well, they, first of all, the deal hasn't been done yet. No, I know, but it's um, well on the way to being done. Well, it's well on the way to being discussed, and it's well on the way to Real Madrid being used as a stalking horse. So if anybody wants to come in, Real Madrid be the standard bearer for the finances of it. And we all know that Madrid will pay astronomical levels of money, and so we know that Man City will. So with that in mind, there's a balance between... I mean, I'm disappointed to see Drew Bellingham. I mean, it's remarkable. He's 19 years of age. We're talking about a 19-year-old kid there that's still developing, and he's reached such a height of people's perception of him. Yeah. Um, he's doing well in Dortmund. He's, I can see the fact he's admired over there. He, he hasn't well, you scored... You saw it in Qatar. Yeah, he's a really people good... People are in their edge He's a really good player. He's age. a really, really good player. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I do think we get a bit carried away with how good these players are, but he's a really, really good player. He doesn't score many goals, but notwithstanding that, he's an influential part of a team in, in Germany. I think it's really admirable. I do really do admire some of these young players that are now going abroad and learning a different language, um, becoming more acclimatised to the world outside of England and the world beyond their back 
garden and yeah. tattoos and what everyone else does in English football and, and really getting themselves into a, a situation where they're going to be very rounded, balanced individuals, human beings and footballers. So there's something to be said for that. I'm disappointed that All Road don't lead back to the UK. I would have loved to have seen him play for Liverpool, not because I've got any particular overriding admiration for Liverpool, but I just think Liverpool as a competitive force in the Premier League and have been so compelling over the last couple of years. I want to see him back to that level because I thought they were exciting to watch and I thought Bellum, Bellingham would have helped him do that. And I don't quite know why Liverpool can't afford him. I don't quite know why they can't afford him. They're choosing not to be able to afford him. Could they pay him £12 million a year? That's what Real Madrid are, are looking at doing. Well, I'm, I'm assuming they can because they're paying um, Mohamed uh, you know, Salah that kind of money, if not more, aren't they? So they can afford to pay him. That's whether they're choosing to. And obviously they've got to clear a bit of dead wood out and there'll be, you know, people like James Milner, not that I'm suggesting he's dead wood, will be coming to the end of their contracts and there will be releases of, uh, of finances in there. But the overall overriding position is, do I think that the lure of Real Madrid is absolutely irresistible? I don't. I think it's a real pull factor. Um, and I think Guardiola and Man City's a real it pull is, factor. Know. When Real Madrid come here... You know they're here. Yeah. The other week when they played at Chelsea, yep. assistant producer Joe and I went, Real Madrid were in town. Granted. And you thought, yeah, this is a special Granted. night. And look at the team he's, he's going to join. And when Man United, United are in town, people know it too. It's not the same. It is the same. It's not the same. It is the same. You look at the team he's going to join. If it and when it's done, he's going to fit in there with the likes of Militao, Valverde. Yeah. He's going to fit Vinicius Junior. Fantastic. He's going to fit in with these names who are coming through, who are global yeah. stars themselves, but who are going to be there. That's where Haaland probably Sh- sure. will end up. But yeah, Real Madrid, um, you know, playing a league where predominantly it's dominated by two sides. Um, they've got a huge history, and you have to respect. Well, how it. about got- the Premier League? Well, the Premier League is a far more competitive league and far more competitive in all its different incarnations. Manchester City, five, five titles and six. And that's fine, right? But, 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 but by the same token, you've got, a, you've got a Premier League that teams at the bottom of the table can beat teams at the top. You've got three backstories. You've got who's going to win the league, who's going to get inside the top four and who's going to get relegated. And you see these monolithic football clubs like Everton that have had so much money spent on them being the bottom three likely to get relegated. And all these different sub-stories that are all part of the intrigue of the Premier League. Let me interrupt you. There's a message and it's typical of what I'm seeing. Simon, you're great. We love you, but not in this. Jim's leaving you with egg in your face. Real Madrid, 13 European Cups, Champions League. They are the greatest club team ever. I don't disagree with that. But we're talking about the hearts and minds. You can't be the iconography. We're talking about the hearts and minds of the fans around the world. And I think with Manchester United, they are, they're up there with Madrid. I think they're up there with the emotional investment of fans from Malaysia to Mombasa. Right? They've got that viewpoint of Manchester United and Real Madrid in the same breath. Now, if Man United were actually achieving something now in terms of dominating the English Premier League, I think we'd be having a different conversation. But you can't... You can't resist the lure of, of Madrid. Yeah. It's a better climate. It's a better environment. They pay more money. They buy bigger players and they win the Champions League repeatedly. And so all of those are a And pull. that's the most important point. They're all a pull. They're all a pull. They win the Champions but, but League regularly. Thing. It'll be interesting to see. If Drew Bellingham were to go to Real Madrid at this stage in his career, he's 19. Does he spend eight years at Madrid? Or does he do what often gets done to other football clubs, which is, don't forget, Ronaldo signed for, for, for Manchester United. Ronaldo was a prestigious talent that wasn't a secret. Yeah. United signed him. He was signed from underneath the noses of other football clubs. So there is the reverse side of the argument, but it'd be interesting to see if Bellingham goes to Madrid, does he use Madrid as a stepping stone to come back to clubs in England rather than the other way around, which seems to be often the case, that our players get landed in our best clubs Possibly. and then end up in, in Spanish clubs. Yeah, but the significant point is this. When he's got the chance to come here to one of the elite 
he goes to Real Madrid. Why? Because they're the club of the iconography. Well, he goes to Real Madrid because they may well be the club that's prepared to meet every single one of the expectations that Borussia Dortmund have of the transfer fee because there is no release clause in this contract. Mm. So Dortmund's competitive tension will drive the price up. There is a preparedness to be able to meet the salary requirements that only a few clubs in England can meet. Yeah. So with that in mind, there are two other, there were there were two pools there. But I, I'm not suggesting that I need to be just simply a little Englander and say that it's our clubs that have the well, best why mentality. Why did you live 20 years in Madrid? Uh, in uh, Spain? For a variety of reasons. None of them I'm going to disclose to you. Um, but, um, <laughs> I'll but be at Benidorm. Because it's a wonderful part of the world to live in. Ah. Uh, it's a part of the world that I, I was living in when I was a kid with my father and mother when I was younger. And also because I like that part of the world and I could. And who wants to live in England in the pouring rain if you can go and live in Spain for a period of time? Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.